Welcome to the Story Paths podcast, where we explore links between story and culture. I'm Theodore Lowry, your host. I'm excited to announce that, as of March 2023, I've released my first on-demand creativity course. It's on Skillshare, nestled within a library of great creative courses, and if you're not already on there, I've got a link in the show notes where you can get a free month. My course is called Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas. In it, I guide you through finding ideas within your memories, working with them as symbols, and learning to deftly combine and recombine them into meaningful stories. There's a trailer for the course there in the show notes, along with the free link. Hope to see you in there. And so, we begin. I'm sitting in an art studio belonging to Shara Street on the island of Salt Spring off the coast of what's now called Canada, BC. There's some beautiful paintings around me, big expressive paintings. For those of you who know me by one of my few names, Venugopal Bevis, or I'm starting to go by Theodore, which is my middle name. You might know that I moved recently from the interior of BC, where my wife, Jayanti, or Jesse and I have been staying for about a year and a half, and we're on an adventure on the coast. We've been woofing and staying in different people's homes, on farms. Uh, woofing is basically helping on organic farms. And we found our way to the island here, where we may remain for some time. Uh, we went through a winter of real incubation in an off-grid situation in a cabin with a fireplace and deep cold in the winter. And that was really great for me. After being mostly in India, living in temples and very full, busy life for about 20 years, not full-time in India, but a lot of living in temples and being with uh, bhakti yoga practitioners and practicing bhakti yoga. And so it's a bit of a new chapter on the coast here and trying out uh, some different arts and meeting different kinds of people. There's quite a few musicians on the island here. It's a very artistic place, very creative place. And I'd be recording interviews with people that I meet and sharing songs that they've written, uh, hearing people's stories, discussing ideas with people that I meet. So I think this podcast is turning a bit in that direction kind of an exploratory, collaborative, creative journal is seems to be kind of the direction it's going. It's been a little experimental, the podcast, uh, finding its feet. So this is the direction it's going now. So for those of you who've been tuning in, I thought you might be interested to hear about that little update. And with that, I'm going to get into today's episode.
Welcome to the Story Paths podcast. I'm Theodore Lowry, and I'm joined here today by my friend Blair Francis. He's a new friend of mine. He's a musician, a thinker. I'm actually on Salt Spring Island now, for those of you who don't know. I've been traveling around with my wife. We've been woofing on farms, uh, which is to say helping on organic farms and, uh, you know, helping with harvests and weeding and things like that. So we're helping in a gentleman's house upstairs from Blair here. And we met him and his partner, Elisa, and they're both singers and artists and very interesting people. We're talking about the times we live in, the uh, protests, especially the Ferry Creek protests happening on Vancouver Island, which especially in this part of the world we're very concerned with. It has a lot to do with protecting old-growth forests as well as protecting old-growth cultures, indigenous cultures, and about considering how we might live on this planet in a way that is more in harmony with the laws of the earth. So Blair's songs are a lot about this, about this, how we might live. This, as Charles Eisenstein said, uh, the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible, which I think is quite a nice way to put it. People have said it in various different ways, you know. So yeah, Blair, I'd like to invite you. Thank you for for uh, joining me on the podcast. <laughs> We're actually in Blair's house right now, so it feels a little bit funny to thank him for joining me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me, and thanks for you know for me, I guess having you at the same time here in the studio. I <laughs> uh, really appreciate uh, this. Is actually my first podcast. Oh yeah, which you know, so I'm, I'm excited to to. Burst that, uh, burst that um, blockage, I guess, you know. I've been mm. actually thinking about doing a podcast for some time. Mm. And uh, so I really appreciate oh, competition. doing competition. Oh, you. oh you know. got you here first. You heard Cooperation, him, you, this is you heard him here first. At. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, thanks thanks for having me. It's uh, I really love what you're up to and the, the conversations we've had already well, since you've been here on this land. And, uh. and uh, so... It's really cool that we get to now share some of these conversations with your listeners. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I thought we would we could sort of format this episode around some of your songs um, because the songs are on the topics of uh, what we what we've been speaking about about moving forward as a species, about making relationship with the other species again in the world, um, acknowledging the trauma that's that's come with us over time and just the times we live in and how we might grieve and approach them and and hope and pray and make community, you know? Right. Um, I know that you've, you told me, I, th- I, I found it very uh, heartening, this idea of making songs for community, making songs for ceremony, because... We've lost, you know, in European culture, it's a long way back when we really had earth-based ceremonies and things like this. Mm-hmm. So we to, 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 to find them again, to pray and find them again. And I know that's some work you've been doing to 
invite those songs in and and you've been bringing them to ceremonies people are doing and you know throughout the seasons of the year and things like this so yeah i wonder if you want to speak a bit about that yeah sure lead into some songs and ask you to speak about the songs in particular yeah cool um yeah i mean it's an interesting you know point of view and perspective looking back at at history and and how our culture as um you know, white folk, you know, coming in settlers here in uh, North America and, and looking back at where we came from and why we're here and looking at, at the, the pain and suffering that, you know, our ancestors had to endure, uh, you know, thousands of years ago. And, um, and yeah, just what we have lost as a culture and why we essentially are now, like, in some ways, a lost culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see that a lot being here on the West Coast. It's very alive and very real as, as you know, white settlers are, are standing hand in hand with the indigenous uh, peoples here protecting the lands and, and you know, the unceded territories um, out here. It's kind of a, a big thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's quite real for us and the... Uh, yeah, just the the level of um, cooperation, connection, and and appreciation that I've been I've developed by living out here on the West Coast for I think it's been about seven years now, and um, been very fortunate to to sit in a circle and and ceremony, uh, you know, with uh, with various. Uh, I guess the various indigenous tribes um, here on the coast and also uh, inland in the interior of British Columbia as well. And, um, you know, learning, learning their wisdom teachings. And um, I've also have other um, settler teachers that have also spent many years with the indigenous. Um, my one teacher, Robin Clements, who I've been studying breath work with, has you know spent you know years and years sitting in circle and sweat lodge and and bringing that wisdom tradition into his work and I've been fortunate enough to sit with Robin for a number of years too now and have learned that so it's brought a, a lot of just deep appreciation for this connection to the land connection to our blood um, that's one thing I've I've learned and really. Um, connected with is the the blood relations. You know, something really powerful when you know indigenous person stands up and and can state their ancestry. You know, through the names of their ancestors that go back so many generations to this piece of land that they're standing on right now, and you just kind of get those types of goosebumps and chills of just like the power that exists in that, and it, and it makes me consider the power that you know i am not experiencing hmm. not necessarily having that relationship with my ancestors you know you're probably i'm assuming you're probably in the same boat as mm-hmm. i am yeah sure and um and and possibly lots of the listeners out there too and just the curiosities it was nice to be able to do a dna test hmm. uh about a year ago and by doing so brought a lot of awareness and but still a lot of you know, unanswered questions that could possibly be lost to time, right, at this stage. Uh, yeah, and 
I I put out. This is quite a. Um, I don't know if I'd say challenging question in the same in the sense of controversial necessarily, but it's a it's some it's a big question, which is how how does that look for you? Wanting to again become indigenous to the earth. Of course, we're all, in a sense, indigenous to the earth. We don't come from other planets, so far as I know, although there are theories like that. Um, But uh, if we do come from other planets, we probably came more or less at the same time, I'm going to guess, you know. Um, But I digress. So, yeah, to to be native to this planet, to be an earthling, Mm-hmm. which is a less politicized term, to be an earth person, to be in relationship with other species, to be in relationship with this planet, to not put oneself first and one species first. How's that journey looking like for you coming from uh, ancestry, the settler ancestry, which, you know, was a mixed bag, not everyone was a conquistador. A lot of people were pioneers and different things or refugees. But the general theme on this continent, Turtle Island, has been sort of takeover, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not with a connection with the land or elders or, you know, good relations with women, especially elder women and that wisdom. So what's, what's it look like for you, kind of <laughs> that journey where you stand in that now? Right, yeah. I might speak about how your music relates with that as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, um, you know, I invite everybody to actually reflect on that because it's it's kind of is the big question to to really step up and join the circles of reconciliation that are happening. That's that's a big invitation Mm -hmm. Um, to just start inquiring about our own ancestry, where it comes from. And, you know, this is one of the things that just comes to mind now is, is that uh, even though our ancestors are lost, this is, this is what an elder told me once, you know, even though your ancestors are, are long gone, they live in you. Hmm. They, like you are your ancestors. I am my ancestors. And um, they, they listen. They're, they're there, especially when we start to connect and, and open our minds to them. That's what's really special about just taking the time and and listening to this indigenous wisdom, because I I do believe that we are all indigenous to this earth, you know, which is, there's a truth to that for sure, you know, on many levels. And Mm. yet there has been a a removal, you know, in some ways of from maybe the mind over overtaking and just losing our connection point to this earth. And, you know, I, I, do what I can to live as close to this earth as I can, you know, and trying to be as comfortable at the same time being, you know, raised in this sort of, you know, quote unquote, white privileged ways, you know, and, um, and coming back and, and humbling myself and you know, growing our food and, and uh, connecting the cycles of our, um, of our ways, just living in right relationship with this land and, and the others that share this land, you know, the, the birds and the four-legged and the creepy crawlies and like all these things, right? And so, yeah, the music really reflects that because that's that what that's what lives in my heart. Hmm. That's and uh, so that's what comes out because I choose my heart as the main 
vehicle of my music, of my muse. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great practice to connect heart and mind because, you know, the mind's the one that's connect, making all the connections and, and, and putting words to the feelings in my heart. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's challenging because I, I go back and I think, well, who, who were my ancestors? You know, like uh, my DNA shows the last 10 generations pretty much lived in uh, kind of like a southwest Scotland, northern Ireland area. And um, but what does that really mean? I mean, it was such a melting pot, you know, over the last few thousand years of many different wars and back and forth of of, of so many different kingdoms and peoples of Europe just trying to take over this land and make it their own. And so to be, you know, Scottish now is just, just such a mix. It's, you mm. know, it's, it's how would we ever really find where we're truly from? Mm. Um, I don't know. I, there's still a hope in my heart that at some point it's like, these are my ancestors. These were my ancestors' songs. And that's mm-hmm. that's a big piece that drives me. Before all the empire fighting yeah like what what did they sing about uh-huh. you know did did they stand on this earth you know with a drum in their hands and and you know sing about the connection of of the rain and and the earth and the sky and and the wind and like i i assume so because that uh-huh. those are big things you know uh-huh. those are big things and and uh you yeah. can and so i do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so i do and you know, and I'm very much inspired by the the First Nations here in Canada, you know, and, and the Indigenous on these lands, and and you know, essentially what they sing about. And it's tricky because there's a part of me that um, wants to really honor what their what their way is, and and not to be um, you know being called out on cultural appropriation. You know, for me, it's it's a cultural appreciation. Mm. Um, I really appreciate what they're, what they do and who they are and their connection and that they still stand in their power here. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, Elise and I stand with them, you know, and we really do believe in what, what we're doing at Fairy Creek right now and, and holding, holding the, uh, this, this sort of empire, empire way of, 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 extracting all resources at all costs, you know, like without care, without heart, without, without, yeah, without consideration of, of the bigger picture. And so, um, yeah, my, my heart is out to them. And so, yeah, we went up to Ferry Creek and it was a big thing, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty heavy thing that everyone's holding over there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I were there a couple times and also, you know, the first time we were up in uh, River Camp, we were not arrestable. She's from the U.S., so doesn't want to be, you know, ex- uh, deported. Mm-hmm. So we were careful with that. Um, we were just up helping, make an outhouse. And then this last time... Important thing. Yeah, we right? thought, you know, the frontline defenders, they'll need a place to poop when they come back. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Priorities. It, yeah, you know. And it, I guess the River Camp... You know, the intention was also a place for frontline people to come back and have have a place to chill, have a place to rejuvenate, to heal, to have some support, you know. 
So, um, yeah, kind of speaking with people when they came back a bit and things like that, doing our little part. And the last time we were there in the headquarters, actually when it got raided as well, and that kicked off a whole new chapter. We were there for the one-year ceremony also. And uh, I found it very humbling. I mean, I found it very intense being there for the short time we were there. And I see that there's people that have been there for months and months. Mm-hmm. And there's people, you know, who's, they're giving their lives there. Like they're making their stand. And uh, for me, I need, you know, I retreated and needed time to digest and consider. And, you know, I was uh, just in a remote area for the last year and a half. And it was just a lot happening and a lot of things it's to digest. It's a lot going on. It, the energy is yeah. you know, the... yeah. The green guys, you know, the the paramilitary RCMP, those guys are freaky, you know. I mean, they're like SWAT team dudes, mm-hmm. robot man, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of a bit a bit freaky being around all that, and then again humbled because there's people who've been dealing with that all their lives. Yeah, it's yeah, we were there for short of just a week, mm. but coming back, we realized just that the the level of you know, trauma you know, that even, you know, occurred on us. And just so like, it was, yeah, it's, it's a big thing. And I, I appreciate the people that are out there for months on end. Yeah. And, um, it's you a know. brave thing they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's when I realized it's like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a musician, I'm a songwriter and, you know, being out on the front line and that, just holding that, uh, that level of energy, you know, it, it takes a certain person to do that. And mm. uh, we're not all that, we're not we're not all meant to do that but i'm going to do what i can you know yeah that's i also came to that as well that i want to support that and also need to recognize my own limitations and also my own nature yeah and what i feel called to give in the overall you know contribution towards a better way of living right yeah so um yeah you'd like to sing a song? song yeah please yeah so uh, there's there's a few that I, I've written since then, but maybe I'll start with the first one that comes to mind is um, it's called Worth More Standing. And so this was this was the the first song that I wrote, um, kind of inspired by what's going on up there, hmm. and um, because the, the the hashtag so to speak is Worth More Standing, that's kind of like the, hmm. the main thing, right? And so I was like, well, you know, I'm going to do what I can before we went up there and. So this is called Worth More Standing. Mm -hmm. You know they're worth more standing Standing on the ground Every time I'll come a running When you say you'll chop them down Old growth forests hold a wisdom Deep down in the roots Instead of them reform more houses Let us sit and learn their truth Don't go chopping old growth forest Don't go chopping ancient trees 
Don't go killing all the elders In a time that we all need To slow down and take a moment A moment to feel and to breathe Don't go chopping old growth forests Don't chop down ancient trees For when we're standing, standing strong and at hand, everybody needs to rise up. Every woman, child, and man, rise up to the occasion for which we've all prayed. Come on down to the front lines where our futures be. Don't go chopping old growth forests. Don't go chopping ancient trees. Don't go killing all the elders in a time that we all need. To slow down and take a moment, a moment to feel and to breathe. Don't go chopping old growth forests. Don't chop down ancient Don't go chopping old growth forests. Don't chop down ancient trees. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a proper protest song, isn't it? Because I'm kind of yeah. That was yeah. that was part of it. It came through, you know. Because I. I hadn't been to many protests before Ferry Creek, and that's one of the things that really struck me. And I did some field recordings there as well, when we're walking in groups or on the front lines of of people's songs. And it's like a, it's a different kind of song, isn't it? It's like it's a song that's meant for everybody to get it on board with. Yeah. It's a song to lift the spirits of people mm -hmm. who are, you know, doing something difficult and are facing big opposition. And it's it's like a, a song of sense and just yeah it's 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 they're kind of simple-hearted songs in a way protest songs aren't they and I like simple songs it just yeah. gets the message across and and you know that's I mean this is the beauty of of, of this conversation in this podcast right you know storytelling and and the art of story and as a songwriter that's a, that's a huge piece and and even as a musician you know that's two two separate things but that come together in mm. the form of writing songs and mm. and um essentially a storyteller and a musician and and if i was simply just a musician the music that i i choose you know the chords the cadence you know the what key it's in all that sort of stuff you know we, we can tell a story by itself and mm. i really appreciate that piece Uh, the the theory behind it and even mm. just what how I feel how it feels in my body and I use that to help create the vehicle for the the lyrics you know for the actual message mm -hmm. um, 
often it's, um, yeah, it's just like that. Again, like I was saying, I connect to my heart and just, it's like tuning into a certain frequency like that wants to come across. Like what, how am I going to communicate this? What kind of song would that be? What would I want to listen to? And then it starts to come. Something that fits. Something that fits for this. It's. I'd ask yeah. you then, uh, what, what do you see as the role or the importance of music in movements or in building culture? Hmm. You know, whether it's a right. protest movement, let's say, let's say like at Ferry Creek. Yeah. You know, what would it be like without any music? Or what's the importance of songs that, that are for the people doing that thing, that brave thing? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it makes me think of the the role of um, kind of like a, an emotional, how would I put it, almost like emotional midwife, <laughs> mm. you know. And it's just where I feel like mu- music and musicians, our role is to create space and to help um, move energy, help to contain or work with energy. I guess you know, mm. depending on the need. Um, so, you know, we were at, uh, an RCMP, um, RCMP protest and, um, it was one of those, it was one of those things where everyone's starting to show up in front of the RCMP headquarters here on the island. Cause you know, there's not that many people that live on the island, but mm. people just kept showing up and I felt called to bring my guitar and, invited um, our bass player Mike to come and Elisa came and and so we decided just to you know lift the spirits and and just do what we can with music and mm. it's amazing uh, how that changes the environment that changes mm. um, the energy rather than you know there was 200 people there which was awesome it was the largest protest I've seen on this island mm. um, and, you know, people out here like to protest things and get active, mm. right? So mm. that was pretty special. And it was really nice to sing that that song, uh, Worth More Standing, and get people up and singing and, and feeling. And, and um, you know, it's like that song there was, yeah, definitely to encourage people and, and to, um, to encourage people to stand up and, and to feel that, yeah, there is a movement. Oh, yeah, there are people I'm like this guy's writing a song about it that we're, we are together. We're strong in numbers. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I I'm definitely, I, I definitely love going back into history and watching the power of musicians and, and how they've worked. There's a beautiful documentary on, I think it's, it's like, I think it's on Apple TV right now that they've produced it called 1971, the year music changed everything. Hmm. But it's all about this concept of the power of music and culture and how it really, um, how it changed our perception, how it, you know, there was a lot going on and I, you know, through the power of the sixties and then into the seventies. And I mean, I, I, I encourage everyone to go and watch that. It's, it's mm-hmm. really entertaining. And, um, yeah. And so just as, you know, bringing music to it, it's, because there's a big difference between singing music, um, singing songs and playing music at a protest or um, singing songs and playing music um, in circle for a ceremony. Right. Right. But it's the same thing at the same time. It's just about creating the space. Yeah. And I, thought, I, I remember in Ferry Creek, there was a lady, she gave a workshop on de-escalation. Mm-hmm. And the idea being that 
when you're there on the front line, uh, things can get really intense and uh, the police can get really intense. RCMP, uh, for those who don't know, RCMP is the Canadian National Police yeah, Force. Yeah, the Royal Mounted Royal Canadian Mounted Ro- Police, yeah. 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 Although they're not always mounted. but <laughs> right. used to be, I guess, they rode on, around on horses mostly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they can get really keyed up. And, you know, there's ta- techniques of de-escalation, speaking and how to hold your body and things like that. And she really emphasized music as well. Mm. If you have a drum there, if you have some singing, then generally everyone tends to calm down. And like you're talking about holding a space, it's like, okay, we're, we have... We have a container here. Mm-hmm. Things aren't just wild. Then you come in with a message and, you know, it's something like the song you're singing and the songs, other songs I heard there. They're songs that are very much obviously in favor of protecting the forest and changing the way we do things, but they're not anti anyone per se, generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do get some anti police sentiments and things there understandably yeah. but they're generally it's it's not like they're trying to like demonize the rcmp officers you know they made their choice generally we very much disagree with their choice mm-hmm. of being there and enforcing these you know terrible activities really yeah um but they're humans and yeah yeah i mean i wrote a song called uh, stand down mm-hmm. and it's um yeah, it's all about that specifically, right? So it's yeah. about the RCMP to stand down um, and yet taking the frame of that these are just human beings too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for us all to keep in mind as much as we disagree with what their role is and what they're doing and sometimes even wonder if they're human. Because well, there's it, understandable anger, especially people who've been at the, you know, indigenous people yeah. and others who've been at the wrong end of the stick yeah. for a long time yeah and the abuse that's quite you know visually happening out there yeah and you know that's that's something i wrestle with because on one hand i'm like well you know they're human but i haven't been through that sort of suffering at their mm-hmm. hands and if a person's just like doesn't currently really want to see them in a favorable light at all and oh, they're just sure. angry then for it's, sure. you know, go for it right like and who am I? yeah and it's interesting like you know, because in, in history, it usually turns into violence. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find really special about this time mm-hmm. and, and what's happening at Ferry Creek, that it's a peaceful protest. And it, and it, they, they go to great lengths to ensure that it stays peaceful. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really amazing to witness that because there is a lot of energy out there. I mean, they're badass. Like, you know, they're up in the middle of the night making these, they call them hard blocks, things they lock their bodies into. They're endangering their lives. They're there for months at a time. And people are getting quite hurt. People are getting hurt. Yeah. And it's, so it's, it's, I mean, they're, they're warriors, but they've just fully (laughs) decided not to be violent warriors. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And it's neat because it really does start to show the shadow that exists in this organization that we call the RCMP mm-hmm. and in the shadow that exists within the organization that we call Canada. Yeah. And, and just as shiny and happy and polite as we like to think it is. Right. And, and so it's fascinating watching the dynamic of, you know, this, this, you know, strong militarized force coming down on these peaceful protesters and just yeah. getting in the way, but not fighting back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unique. Yeah. You know, it's very unique. I think there's an understanding that violence begets violence and that 
it's kind of like you have these two causes in opposition, and one cause might be ethically more right, but then if that cause uses violence, they become in many ways like the other cause. It's often what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I read this book about Colombia, and there was you know rebels fighting the government. But because of the techniques of the rebels, and you know, it was understandable the government was doing some very bad things, but because the rebels were also using violence and hostages and all these kinds of things, for your average villager, it was like they didn't care who was coming through. Mm-hmm. It was all problematic. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with the nonviolence, it's like in principle, I'd rather say there's the ethical difference, protecting trees, protecting indigenous culture protect you know protect like trying to save things for next generations that's ethically better than taking all those things and destroying all those things but a deeper level is in practice in in fighting that war so to speak to not have it be a war right it's not and and it's the difference between standing up and and choosing to say no than to part of a fight yeah which ends up up bad for everybody generally generally yeah i mean history goes to show that (laughs) yeah it doesn't usually the case yeah so i mean that's and that's why i i continue just it's like two things you know that i mainly try to practice is, is is asking myself how can i act in a place of love more because i feel like it's either i'm acting from love or not um and yeah and it's like just maybe it's more than two things but (laughs) but it's it's like i don't want to fight that's kind of clear in me is i don't want to fight Mm. i'd rather um start creating the alternatives and focusing there Mm -hmm. and just populate the alternatives with my energy rather than yeah i feel the same way you know i think a lot of people are are catching on to that and yeah, on a personal and collective level. Yeah. Yeah. Like and with one's own demons, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like loving one's own demons and yeah. incorporating, seeing why they did what they did in yeah. the time that, you know, our childhood mistakes or, you know, protecting right. ourselves. Yeah. Kind of the basics of shadow work, right? Yeah. And then the collective shadow work as yeah. well. Yeah. And so, you know, as a, as a mu- musician or, or even more as a, a songwriter, you know, a storyteller, you know, there was a moment, um, let's go back up for a second is there was a, a moment probably like, I don't know, 10 years ago could be even more. It's doesn't really matter, but somewhere in my past, there was, um, I was introduced to a, like, a it was like a talk at Findhorn, hmm. you know, the community in, um, Scotland, I think it is. I think Scotland, so. Yeah. Ireland. Um, and it was like some sort of story summit or something like that. It's very vague in my mind because I don't know. I, I didn't really have reference at the time, but what I received from that was the importance of story to culture, the importance for uh, the importance of, importance of story to humans and society. And right now we're living a story. Like we have been given a story and We've all accepted a certain collective story of, you know, what we do and what humans do. And, 
you know, you go to school, then you get a job, you get married, you know, get dog, you know, like these types of stories, right? And we're starting to recognize that these stories don't aren't really sustainable. And, and, um, and I think a lot of us are looking for a new story. And this it's is a choice, right? When you step back, and yeah. especially when you look at how other cultures have done things, yeah, it's like, oh, this is this is one way of governance. Yeah, this is one understanding of masculinity, femininity, two spirit. Yeah, this is one understanding of our place in the world, and mm-hmm. etc. It's like, you know, maybe we don't reject everything, but it's it's not like mandatory. It's not right. the only way to see it's things. Not the only way. No, it's not the only way humans have done things uh-huh. at all. And so, it's actually more of an exception in many cases. So this was the point of this of this talk that I that crossed my path, you know, and whether you call it fate or not, but hmm. it was, um, I call it fate. you call it fate. Yeah. It crossed <laughs> sure. my path and, um, and it really stuck with me, the importance of creating a new story, hmm. a story that is sustainable. It might not actually be a new story too. Right. Hmm. But maybe, uh, starting to find the old stories, bring it out to bring it in a new way in a for new this way. time. Yeah. Hmm. And, and which is neat when you say that it's, you know, I, I've learned through my time, uh, in just like in wisdom teachings, you know, mystery school teachings, that sort of stuff, you know, I'm curious about all that. Mm. And, uh, you know, they, they say that the role of, of the priests, you know, back even today in some ways, right. But, um, was always to take the teachings of, of God or the universe or whatever we want to call it, that was important to pass on and would just change the story to make it applicable and acceptable to the people they were teaching it to mm-hmm. and so I, I find that fascinating you know like that here now we're in this time and a lot of these stories don't seem to be working well for us we're, there's a, a general confusion I find out in the world and mm-hmm. if anything there's just maybe too many stories even um, in some way you know there's definitely there's... a few opposing stories at this current time as we record this that yeah. I won't get into at this point <laughs> but I'm sure as you're listening you might be able to get, the, get the idea right <laughs> And, um, you know, and, and that's a challenge in itself. But uh, so this is this was always my my dream, you know, my uh, my in some ways like a calling is to start to uh, investigate and and extract the stories that I want to live by. And, um, you know, and, and I just have hope that these are through these songs will be the stories that people live by in the future because you know i just hope that the world is going to be a, a beautiful place that i want to live in mm. and so that's what i focus on mm-hmm. and um yeah it's a beautiful imagining really it's sort of like you know if i were living in a couple hundred years what sort of song would i like to sing around the campfire and, and hope yeah. that there would be a community that would really receive it yeah <laughs> yeah because like, I, I love hotel california a lot uh, you know, and it's a great song. It's like you know, the Eagles are definitely one of my my favorite bands from the past. And and um, but you know, when I when I think of the music, it's like, does that support the story in the world I want to live in? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those songs that I used to sing as a musician, when I stopped to actually think about what the lyrics mean or what it's implying, and and all the subtleties underneath the surface of of those stories, mm. um, you know, I it's hard for me to actually get behind them and sing them anymore. Yeah. Cause it's not part of the world that I want to create. It's mm-hmm. not part of the future that I'm 
trying to put my energy towards. More like a record of how the world was. Was, yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, 40 years ago when these songs were written and played, people didn't have the awareness of where we were going, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Should I play another song? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, we can go in a couple of directions. There's that... Well, RCMP. people might be curious to hear the RCMP one now that we mentioned it, you know? Okay. So this is this is a pretty new song. Um, it was written in two parts. Uh, the first... So I wrote the chorus when I was actually up at Ferry Creek. Uh-huh. And, and just a reminder, everyone, I know mentioned it already, but RCMP is the National Canadian Police Force. They're the ones enforcing this old-growth logging currently on Vancouver Island. They're right. on behalf of the logging company. And so, um, yeah, so when I was up there, I mean, you can't help but feel feel the, the, the energies up there. And and, um, and so I wrote the, the verse up there first, and it just kind of comes through me. You know, I'm just tuning into a, some sort of frequency and lyrics start coming and, and melody. But uh, it wasn't until uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and it was that, uh, that protest, um, for the RCMP to stand down from all the, the police brutality that's really starting to mm-hmm. show itself. So that's when the 200 of, you know, 200 plus people were at the RCMP station and there was a chant called, or just someone was, you know, like the classic protest chant with the megaphone, you know, it's like RCMP stand down, uh-huh. you know? And so that went on for a few minutes and, and I had my guitar in hand cause we were playing music before and, and I just kind of, for fun, just started to take that and start to sing it and just get everyone up and singing it, you know? And it was just kind of like... R-C-M-P, R-C-M-P, stand down. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a little more than just like, R-C-M-P, stand down, stand you know like the classic and everyone starts to dance and have fun and start you know and we had a trumpet player showed up and started playing it was i could could see a trumpet with that one right it was it was was trumpeting myself so anyways i came home and it was like wanted to write a song around it i'm like i already have a verse great so then it quickly came together and so this is just called uh stand down for now mind if i hum along a bit you sure yeah Hey there, Mr. RCMP, do you have the guts to tell me who of us you choose to serve and protect? Greedy hands just happen to leave a money trail that leads us to believe you traded your heart and soul for your paycheck. People right here and up on this mountain Are standing up for what the whole world is wanting Why can't you see what you do is pure neglect There's better things to do than ignorantly plunder As old growth force are more than just lumber We fight because our lives depend on it R-C-M-P R-C-M-P Stand down Down. 
RCMB Do you have the guts to show me your human heart beneath this uniform? <laughs> you pledge allegiance to the charter And I can't imagine anything harder To follow orders when your heart is truly torn the people you oppress are tapping in the spirit And by it being on that mountain I know you can feel it But still you choose to lay down a crown of thorns In the same way Christ was betrayed by Judas The power to leave continued to abuse us But from this darkness a movement is being born You better believe it R-C-M-P R-C-M-P Stand down Stand down R-C-M-P R-C-M-P Stand down Oh, stand down Choose to rise up Rise up We choose to rise up Rise up We're gonna rise up Rise up As there were more standing We need to rise up song like that's designed to rile people up and yeah. get the energy moving and just yeah yeah i like it too because it's a kind of brotherly sisterly address right you know, you know. yeah oh my friend right and, I, and what are you doing here what are you doing here yeah and that's that's what i appreciate about you know song and, and marrying words to music and you know it's it comes back to this whole idea that you know, emotion is energy in motion. Mm. And there's a problem when that energy stops moving, mm. you know, and, and um, that's when it can get stuck and just, it's like a dam getting placed in a river and all that water that normally just regularly flows, you know, all good, starts to build up and build up and build up. And, you know, so that's, that's what music is so powerful for. It just gets and starts... Mm change the route of where that energy might have gone to mm -hmm. so that's why i love like a song like this you know playing that out there and just seeing people dance and like that's just energy starting to flow again mm -hmm. you know people singing there's no no better way to move our energy than using our voice mm -hmm. and, the, and you know through song and 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 sharing that together and you know and, and i some of the lyrics i love that you know came through this is just you know really looking at some of the, the bigger problems that's out there right now it's just Again, it's like greedy hands just happen to leave a money trail that leads us to believe you traded your heart and soul for your paycheck. Mm -hmm. And now going into this whole idea of just, it's all about money, you know? And in a lot of ways, I feel like that's the only answer that I can logically come up with to yeah, why people security. are doing what they're doing. On the front lines, you know, a lot of people are challenging the RCMP who are there. Don't you have children? You know, you're enforcing this destruction, this old growth. Like we had so many forest fires in BC and around the world so recently. Yeah. yeah. Going on now. And, you know, doesn't this matter to you? Right. Like. What does matter to are you? Are we all humans here? Yeah. Like we're really in a situation. Like we're really in a situation now. Like every bit counts. Totally. 
And this is it's undeniable. Know, there's very little left. Yeah, right. And、um, yeah, it just boggles my mind why it's still happening.、Um, you know, and, and it, that's why it's important. Like again, this whole idea, like like this lyric says, like, do you have the guts to show me your human heart beneath this uniform?、Hmm. Just doing my job. You know, and, I'm just doing my job. Doing well, my job. you're making the choice to do your job. Yeah, and it's sad. Like, and like, I really can't believe how hard it would be, you know, if, if that human heart really is a human heart,、mm-hmm. to be standing there doing your job and having to hold that. Because like, I've had some jobs where I'm doing things I don't really believe in, and it's、mm. and it's tough.、Mm-hmm. Like, it really adds up, and and just. It can't help but wonder, like what what happens when they go home, you、yeah. know, when they take the uniform off and they sit down, and like, who are they then? Yeah, and do some of those things that people yelled at them throughout the day、oh, man, echo in their mind? Yeah, you know? I, I, I hope it does. I hope so. You know, and so that's where, like, a song like this in my own little fantasy world, that it, <laughs> it'll get out there and. You know, one of these officers will hear it and and question that and、yeah. go like, you know, they're they're right, and I can't do this any longer. Yeah, and that's where that's crazy. If he's a little、right. crack just kind of you know shows up on that dam and it just starts leading to once the integrity starts to break, it starts to、mm-hmm. break. Yeah, um, you know, and it's you can see the emotion on these people's face, like you know the the RCMP, the、mm-hmm. officers up there. And、um, you can see it; it's in their eyes. Like you can't hide that stuff, and unless you're wearing sunglasses, I guess. But yeah, they do wear sunglasses. They do、lot. wear sunglasses a lot, probably <laughs> for that reason. I、yeah. like to think that, but but、um, yeah, you know. And but I, I, you know, I hope your listeners don't think I'm just like a full-on protest. Well, that's why I was singer, actually、right? going to invite、yeah. you to sing、uh, maybe that one you sang the other day, that beautiful poetic one, or if you have another one in mind. Um, to to kind of wrap us up, you know, heading toward the end of the podcast. Yeah, you know, I'd like to actually. I mean, just keeping the theme because I like how this has kind of been themed around, you know, Fairy Creek and stuff, and it's it's good. I'm glad that you know maybe some people who haven't heard about this will hear about it through this as、mm-hmm. well, right?、Um, it's important that you know all all hands on deck right now, you know. But、um, this is a song that keeping that theme. I wrote.、Um, Inspired coming after after coming down off the mountain, and it's called、uh, "Heart of the Forest," and、um, it it really kind of it was inspired actually by another songwriting friend that I've never actually met in in person,、um, but know them th- first through their songs, and、um, and then through a mutual friend that connected us, and and、um, we haven't shared. Much words together, you know, because he's、uh, Spanish and I don't speak very good Spanish,、mm. but、um, but we we connect through the music in that way, and and so his song, Oso Blanco,、um, White Bear,、mm. inspired me this idea of being on the edge of a forest and and walking down the path. I really just like this, you know, it's like.、Um, Like his song goes like.、Um, en este camino, rumbo a la selva, me he encontrado pajarillos 
So like that line, it's like a rumbo at a selva, like on the edge of the forest, you know. Um, and so anyways, I was inspired by that. And then this song came through just simply by that inspiration. And it starts off very similarly, like... When I walk into this forest Down a path I've never been I listen to the stories That the trees tell in the wind Barefoot and open-hearted I follow with ease and grace To the sound of grandmother drumming I keep walking to this place over rocks and fallen elders under illuminating spell through the valley of such old ones deep peace begins to swell up my feet and body up into my heart and soul beating louder than ever I've arrived and I just know the heart of the forest this is the heart of the earth where the culture of compassion is getting ready to give birth to this new way of living to an old way of life it's the song the trees are singing light at night spiral back to the dawning of all time I can feel a golden needle thread me back into that line this is the heart of the forest this is the heart of the earth where the culture of compassion is getting ready to give birth
me think as a sense I have and I really felt it the first time we went to Ferry Creek actually that almost as if there's a great organism trying to burst through well already bursting through in many places all over the world you know it's like not just one movement it's not a movement it's people wanting to live Mm. it's people wanting to live properly on the yeah. world in a way that's not so destructive, so incredibly short-sightedly destructive, unnecessarily. You remember that scene? It's in... everywhere. You see it in instances everywhere. Fairy Creek, I felt like, yeah. oh, this is this sprout here is coming from that same growth underneath the ground. And yeah, there's, oh. there's sprouts all over the planet coming up in different ways. Yeah, like a be... refusal to die almost. Right, so the we right, the right to live, the right to live. Yeah, and live means with live. Live means live with the planet, not just just humans. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the um, it's either you're acting for life, or you're acting, you know, for death. It's, mm. You know, in some way, it might be a little too stark of a of a way to paint it, but it. it you know, you remember that scene in, in Avatar, hmm. you know, the end, I mean, spoiler alert, if no one's seen Avatar. <laughs> it's been out for like yeah, but, a while uh, now. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, go and freaking watch the movie. But um, remember that scene at the very end when, when just, they were outnumbered, they're fighting for life, they're fighting to save and protect, you know, what ultimately is just the right to live on, on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And... It's like slow motion. The music's really like potent. The emotion is so deep, and everyone's just like holding on to their seats in the theater, and and uh, you know, it's like everyone's dying, and the the main character is like, "Oh my god!" Like it's at the end, and then all of a sudden, 
it's like Gaia, you know, of their、mm. planet comes out, and all the animals start coming, and like they, they come in force, and they start fighting. Like it,、uh-huh. it's making me emotional right now because it did then. <laughs>、uh-huh. It's just that power of life. That it's just I feel in my heart. I feel like everyone does, and it's not necessarily the way that it's going to be in that movie because I don't see the birds uniting and starting to like、uh-huh. take it out, but. Touching on something, but I feel like the people are listening, and we are just as much of nature、mm-hmm. as the birds, you know, and the bears, and everything. And we, we might have forgotten that, but it's tr- so true. And so they can act through us in a way. You know, sometimes you hear people who are forest defenders, and they say, "You know, it's the forest acting through me." Yeah, I'll tell you this crazy story about this guy. I didn't meet him personally; just heard an interview with him, and he he. Was on a holiday, out in South America somewhere, you know, some beautiful place. Can't remember where. And he was on his boat, and he went underneath the water, and he was a bunch of dolphins. He was like, "I'm going to go see these dolphins. That's going to be a cool thing I can do on my <laughs> vacation." Whatever happened to him with those dolphins underneath the water? When he came up, he was a lifelong advocate for dolphins. Wow! It's like kind of you know communicated with him down there, and、uh-huh. he became like a human ambassador <laughs> for dolphins. Wow, you know, and he has his dolphin name. He plays it with a speaker underneath the ground and underneath the water, rather. And he hears that name sometimes in different parts of the ocean. Cool,、it's、played back to him. Wow, you know, and stuff like this. So it's,、mm. it's kind of like the animals may not come in such a literal way, yeah, like in the movie,、mm-hmm. but they can come through us, like you know, yeah, and the trees, the forest, the earth herself. You know, and and we hear that in the myths. We hear that in the old legends, very much so, right? And、yeah. I don't think it's as much of a, you know, what we, you know, like there's this. We think myths are just oh, just myths and legends. We just write it off, but、uh, it's like they're there for a reason. Non-literal, non-rational truth. But you know, I like I like I'm a songwriter though. I get I love story, and so there's、uh, a part of me that continues to carry on, you know, the the love for it and. You know, maybe I'm naive, but I like to believe that it's not as as unliteral as as some might put it out to be,、uh, right? But yeah, yeah. But those forest defenders are are acting like what they're going through right now. Like the the spirit of the forest is with them. You know,、yeah. it's been a whole year up、mm-hmm. there, with something like seven hundred, eight hundred arrests. Um, yeah, and it continues to get crazier and crazier. So. And you know, there's the there's the defending the forest, and then there's the the culture building. We were、yeah. there for the one year anniversary,、mm-hmm. um, the day before the headquarters got raided, and there was ceremonies there, and there was a man who brought a beautiful carving that he'd made. Yeah, Andy from the Wood Tribe. Yeah, yeah that's right. You're telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah Andy. Yeah. This amazing carving from a picture of an indigenous man, I think a Kauachan man、um, from 1815. The photo was there, and he ended up meeting somebody who knew that man、oh, cool. and knew the jokes he told, and had been in sweat lodges with him, and things like this. And and、uh, yeah, the, some of the women, the indigenous women, were leading、uh, songs, and some of the men as well. And I was just there, just on the sideline, or not sidelines really, but it was all a big circle, and it just felt so moved because I felt like 
so honored to be invited into those ceremonies and so much felt like this is what it should have been like from the beginning. Right. This is what this meeting of culture should have been like. Where did we go wrong? Where did we go? Because we, you, you know, know this conquer mentality and the whole economics mm. and on and on, right? But it, it felt like, oh, this is, and there's, there's awkwardness and there's difficulty and there's questions of cultural appropriation and politics and identity things and just trauma so much, and there's so like a lot wounding. of stuff yes yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. but one thing about being there at fairy creek is you see like people are making the effort yeah people are making the effort to 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 live through that and sit with that and look at their own stuff and be with that and move forward and here we are we're, we're how can we live together how can we honor each other how can we learn it's just like these aren't there's no easy answers to all these sort of questions and it's a very difficult thing to take on you know and that's where but there, there's the, an attempt to make that culture you know that's the beauty of adversity it brings us together yeah like you have to right <laughs> you know and um an elder once told me when i was at the indigenous leadership um international indigenous leadership gathering back in i think 2016 um and um you know i i was having a hard time with the guilt that you know i I was carrying as, as a white settler and just holding it. And so I talked to one of the, you know, the, the indigenous elders before going into a sweat lodge with him and just kind of had to share that before going in. I felt like it was necessary. And he's like, you know, it's not for, it's not yours. It's like you, you weren't there. It's not yours to carry, you know, it's, it's good to recognize that. And also the importance of just, the way history plays a role, you know, of the four nations, you know, we, we, as the, the, um, you know, the Caucasian, you know, European settlers, you know, holding, holding essentially, uh, the element of fire, right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's our element according to the medicine, the medicine wheel that, and, um, and so we're like the fire nation of, of the other avatar. You avatar know? lust, airbender, yeah, yeah, TV yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's a lot, there's a lot of really amazing hidden truths I find from watching that. Um, um, but you know, the fire nation, you know, sweeps across the land and, but it's, it's through us recognizing the power of fire is transformation. And one of the things that he said from his perspective, it might not be everyone's perspective, but in that moment, you know, he said to me the importance of that, because now, you know, all the tribes are united, you know, we've brought even, you know, we've brought English across and everyone can at least communicate now effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, because before that it was, there was still a lot of challenges with language. Um, you know, it probably was a better way to do it than the way it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would like to think, but you know, what is done is done and here we are now. And so that's why it's so incredible that the, uh, you know, I feel like what's happening up on that mountain is is true reconciliation. Mm-hmm. It's really living it, mm-hmm. you know, and and stepping stepping into our power to not be afraid of confrontation, and just you know being humble and and being true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and then that's yeah, just doing the work and and that's for me. It's it's writing these songs and and sharing them and yeah. So I hope. I hope people get to really actually enjoy these songs. It's just the opportunity to share them with more people it makes me really joyful and yeah, it feels really good. So thank you for inviting yeah, me. Yeah, beautiful, this. beautiful. And uh, 
Yeah, so I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And uh, if you like this episode and you know someone who you feel may also like this episode, do feel free to share it with them. And uh, I can put any information about websites and things in the show notes. Sure, yeah. If, I mean, if I you mean, want to say it, you can as well. Yeah, at the time of recording, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, you can go to our band camp. So my partner, Elisa, and I, it's just Elisa and Blair, E L I S A A N D B L A I R dot bandcamp dot com. And so we have a bunch of recordings there. Um, and you can go to our YouTube channel. That's where we put a lot of our stuff. And things are changing. Things are, you know, forming right now. We've got a new band, which we're exciting, excited about. Um, you've actually helped coin the, the band's <laughs> name, actually. Uh, unknowingly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so the, the new band is going to be called, uh, or is now called The New Seeds, mm. which I'm really stoked about. What nice that, name. What that means, the potential, and, and the, the story it carries just by itself and what mm. we can be you know these new seeds for the for the new culture the new the new earth and um yeah so it'd be nice yeah because like these songs it's one thing about sharing it with just an acoustic guitar and voice and but when i play it i hear it with so many different layers and it's so special to be able to play it with the other musicians and Mm -hmm. elisa's beautiful harmonies she uh she really compliments you know these songs with her voice and now with Michael and Oliver playing and the percussion and bass. And mm. it's just, it's really awesome. So yeah, yeah. please go and check those out. It's nice on... to hear the simple simple version. It's nice to hear the full version as well. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today and doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, blessings. Thanks for listening to Story Paths, where we finger threads weaving story with culture. Before we go, I'd like to remind you of my new course, Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas, that is now available on Skillshare. If you're looking for a playful, creative space, this may just be for you. You can find the trailer and a link for a free month of Skillshare in the show notes. And as we part, I send my best wishes for you and yours. In the words of the Irish poet John O'Donoghue, May you realize that the shape of your soul is unique, that you have a special destiny here, and behind the facade of your life, there is something beautiful and eternal happening. And so we close.